Welcome back to another installment of Water Hockey's Extra Sauce, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings, where you can use promo code THPN to get on all the action today, as always. I am Fink, and today I am joined by a staple in North Texas hockey. He currently serves as the voice of the Allen Americans, but has lent his voice to the Texas Tornadoes, and for all of our P1s out there, 1310 The Ticket, and the Dallas Stars, as well as multiple North Texas radio stations. He is the one and only Tommy Daniels. Tommy, thank you so much for hopping on and chatting with me today. How's everything going? Jeffrey, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to it. Any day is a good day to talk hockey. It's Monday, so even better. (laughs) I know, and it's a short week. Uh, We are recording on Thanksgiving week, so I'm sure everyone's excited about that. But let's just jump right into it. Let's take us back to the beginning. When did you realize or what was it that helped you realize that you wanted to be involved in broadcasting and was hockey always a part of the equation in that? Yes. Um, grew up in Buffalo and, and um, you know, Rick Jenneret was a hero of mine when I was a, a young boy listening to Sabres games. And, uh, you know, I knew at that point someday, somewhere down the road, that uh, hockey broadcasting might be in the plan. Uh, actually started in elementary school as the uh, as kind of the voice in the school. I made announcements every day. So, yeah, I mean, it started really at a young age. And I remember my mom, she she bought me a tape recorder when I was little and said, okay, go for it. So what I used to do is I would stand in front of the TV, I'd turn down the sound on the game, and I would start calling the game. Um, and so then right then and there, I was like, wow, this is fun. You think somebody will pay me someday to do this? <laughs> and you know what? It worked out, Jeffrey. It was, it was uh, you know, obviously North Texas uh, was, was a great uh, tool for me. You know, North Texas is, is one of the best broadcasting schools in, in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famed Bill Mercer, who was heavily involved in DFW TV and radio and the former voice of W, a world-class championship wrestling. And, and uh, he was, you know, my, my professor and, and uh, just a great man and, and a great leader um, to kind of get me going in my career. That's awesome. And it's funny that you say that, too, because I, I, I grew up on the wrestling side of things, too. It was just a, a childhood passion that turned into an adult passion. May have spent way too much money on it, but that's a that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Uh, I am curious how you feel because you've been in the, the you've been in broadcasting for quite a while. How do you feel that broadcast the broadcast industry specifically has evolved as time has gone on? And, and most recently within the past, probably two decades or so. Well, I'll start with the radio side first. Um, you know, I first got into the radio world. There was an opportunity out there for, uh, you know, guys like Kid Craddock and, mm-hmm. you know, Terry Dorsey on the countryside and, you know, a lot of big name, you know, morning shows to make a lot of money. Um, you know, as the, as the broadcasting world has evolved, and especially, you know, here in, in 2021, um, you're seeing a lot more syndication, voice tracking going on, not as many live DJs, you know, you might not even notice if you're not paying attention. If you're just listening to a radio uh, station, the, the voice might be, you know, the guy might be in San Diego, you know, mm-hmm. recording drops, telling you what the weather is like in Dallas. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of bizarre how things have changed, but it's all a, a cost cutting measure. It's a shame because, you know, radio was really, really big in the 90s. You know, when I was kind of growing up in the business and then on into the early 2000s, there are a couple exceptions to the rule. The ticket station that, you know, it's funny, I worked at the edge, which was the alternative rock station, you know, in Dallas for a long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, with guys like Jeff Kay, who's really made a name for himself as well in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, 
uh, you know, working there was, was probably the most fun I had in radio. Um, not only was it the, the sports side of it, but it was also the music side of it, getting a chance to meet, you know, some of my favorite bands of all time, um, you know, getting a chance to, uh, you know, do things that, you know, you never think you would get a chance to do. So uh, that part of it was a lot of fun. And, and, and then you move to the sports side of it. And when I went to the ticket, I knew all those guys because I went to school with most, most of them at North Texas. Mm-hmm. And then you get an opportunity to, to work there and just see what a great environment that is. And, you know, I was on the Cowboys beat, you know, for, you know, several years and, and was out, uh, you know, covering Cowboys games here and there, you know, taking the charter, which was, was really, re- really neat to see how, you know, the, uh, the professional athlete travels and, and what a cush, mm-hmm. um, you know, travel setup it is. And the one thing I learned, Jeffrey, uh, that, you know, you, you're on a commercial flight and they say, oh, turn off your cell phone or silence your cell phone. And, you know, you can't get up. Well, on these private charters, at least back when I was covering, you know, the Cowboys, you know, these players are walking up and down the aisle on takeoff and, you know, they're on their cell phones chatting the entire time. So I said, wow, I didn't <laughs> know this was even possible. I thought the plane would explode if you turned your cell phone on. So. Um, you know, it, you get to see a lot of different things that, you know, the, the other side doesn't get a chance to see and meet a lot of cool people, um, you know, over the years. So, yes, radio has changed a lot from where it was, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s uh, to where it is now. Uh, thankfully, we still have stations like The Ticket that are still going strong, you know, all these years later. And a lot of the, the FM stations that we listen to now have changed a lot. Like I said, not a whole lot of live. Uh, programming anymore, maybe the morning show and maybe an afternoon show, but a lot of it is now what they call voice tracked. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. people, like I said, people in other cities, you know, recording liners and, and, and doing the breaks for you on the station. And they might not even be anywhere near Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that too, because I grew up, I, I'm 34. My, my biggest inspiration, funny enough, was Russ Martin, who unfortunately recently passed away last year. Uh, earlier this year and and that it's funny because you just don't see guys like that anymore you know you still have ben and skin who are now on the eagle uh but you don't really have the same you know it, it doesn't have the same gravitas as it did back even in just like i said a decade two decades ago but uh now i'm curious before we dive into heavy hockey talk what what is tommy daniels listening to what what I feel like as a broadcaster, people yeah. fail to realize that you still take in content as well when it comes to music, podcasts, radio. So is there a go to band or genre or podcast or radio show for you? Well, I find myself this will be a shock. I find myself listening to a lot of uh, serious NHL radio, which is which is a great station. Um, you know, they've done actually they've done you know several favors and, and several interviews with the Americans over the year. Martin said when he hit his his milestone and, you know, mm-hmm. Chad Costello is amazing. Uh, 20, 125 point season. And so they've done us some favors. I love that station. Um, you know, cause Hey, they're talking hockey all the time, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in this day and time, you know, fantasy sports are so big. Um, I found myself listening to the fantasy sports channel a lot too, trying to make that mad decision on Saturday. <laughs> should I start Austin Eckler or should I throw in, you know, you name it. Alvin yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, and those guys don't any more than I do, but they make me think that they do. So I listen to a lot of what they say and, you know, make mistakes myself, uh, you know, in setting my lineup. But uh, when I'm listening to music, I, you know, I really enjoy the alternative rock scene. 
you know, and a lot of those bands, you know, uh, I had a chance to, you know, lucky enough to get to meet, you know, when I was working at the edge bands like, you know, Nine Inch Nails and, you know, Stone Temple Pilots and, you know, Goo Goo Dolls, you name it, all those bands when the alternative rock scene really got strong in the mid to late 90s and the edge, the station I was working for at the time, uh, really made a jump uh, into the top 10, which was almost unheard of. Alternative rock stations were looked at as stations that were college stations, you know, kids listened to them. Adults would never tune in and listen. And, you know, <laughs> my program director, Joel Folger, uh, who is a great friend and recently inducted into the radio hall of fame, uh, he had that vision of putting together the edge and making it almost a mainstream alternative, you know, mixing Sarah McLaughlin with nine inch nails and SPP and, you know, smashing pumpkins and all those bands mm -hmm. uh, that were really big in the alternative scene, uh, you know, back in the late nineties and, uh, so when I, you know, when I'm, I'm driving around and I want to hear some music, you know, that's what I'm listening to. Um, I'm not really big into country music. I respect the country music world because, hey, this is Texas and, you know, it, it's, uh, it rules here. It's, it's king. You know, there are some, uh, some bands that, you know, I, I like, um, but, you know, the majority of it usually is alternative rock. And occasionally, you know, I'm into, um, I love like, uh, you know, mystery stories and, you know, you know, podcasts talking yeah. about, you know, haunted houses and all kinds <laughs> of, I'll listen, especially during Halloween, I was into it. I was listening to all those podcasts, but, um, yeah, I, I you know, it's, I'm, I'm pretty diverse when it comes to, it really depends on the mood of the day. The game day, yeah. I'm getting ready for to call a game. Um, I'm probably going to be listening to alternative rock music. If, if I'm on, you know, a, a road trip with the team, it's a day off somewhere. You know, I might be watching, you know, I might be watching re, uh, reruns of Seinfeld, you know, on uh, on TV or, or you name it. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite shows, too, is uh, is Ghost Hunters. My, my dream is someday to, oh, uh, to be on a hunt with those guys. Hey, you know what? It's funny because, you know, I never thought it would get, uh, never would get hooked on that. But you watch it and you go, wow, oh, could it be real? Is it real? Maybe they're just great actors. Maybe like wrestling, everything is all planned. But yeah. It's entertaining. It keeps me keeps my mind occupied uh, while the show's going on. So, um, yeah, there's there's a little bit of what I do in my off time, and uh, but I have fun, right? I mean, it's you know you got to make the most of your day every day. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to go to work every day for a hockey team. Right. You know, getting uh, to report and and do uh, press releases and call games and do podcasts with people like yourself, who you know who love the hockey world too. So, uh, you're never going to hear me complain about what I do. That's awesome. That's funny too. Uh, just in that little snippet of what you said, that's, I, and I kid you not, uh, Zach Baggins is one of the most interesting human beings. I oh, watched yeah. ghost hunters. I, I 94 five, which eventually was one Oh two one, the edge. Those were the stations that I listened to. So you and I are on the same exact wavelength. I mean, to a T, uh, even, you know, speaking of, like you said, we are lovers of the hockey world. Uh, so, so let's take a, take, take a little bit of a U-turn and go back mm -hmm. towards that. Sure. Talking about hockey specifically, because you had time, you know, one of my favorite memories was the NHL Texas tornadoes who are, who are no longer around. Unfortunately, they are to a T a little bit. If you go to the Frisco star center, they, uh, they still have the tornadoes logo in brick in front of the uh, arena, but I I'm curious because you've been with the Allen Americans now for what, a little bit over a decade, correct? Yeah, this is uh, starting my 13th year. 
So you've been with the Americans for 13 years. You had a little bit of time with the stars here and there within the radio station world uh, and the Texas Tornadoes. Is there a specific time or period where you look back on and think, wow, I can't believe that I was a part of that? Or you just kind of had to take a step back and go, I can't believe this is happening in front of me right now. Yeah, and uh, got to thank the great Doug Armstrong, former Dallas Stars GM, and now with the St. Louis Blues. He gave me the opportunity of a lifetime on my birthday. It was January the 23rd of 2007, and I found out a week before uh, he'd asked me if, you know, if I would host the red carpet event, you know, if players would pull up at the arena. Mm-hmm. And, and so I got a chance to do that. You know, guys like Ovechkin and Crosby and some of the biggest names, Shanahan, who he, he and I share the same birthday. So um, getting a chance to uh, introduce him and, and, you know, talking to him later about sharing the, the, the birthday of January 23rd, it was an incredible experience and, and one that I'll never forget. You know, I mean, uh, people that you know I haven't talked to in years that were you know watching in Canada. Hey man, isn't that you on the red carpet? What are you doing down there? You know, and it was it was kind of fun, but it was it was a great opportunity and and, and definitely one of those memorable things you know that I've ever done um, in in the years that I've been involved with hockey. That's awesome. It sounds like a great experience. Something that I I think anyone that gets into this industry kind of strives for. Uh, so kind of going back again on on the memories can you think of a year or maybe a specific player that you've covered um you know at that time in their career where you were just like man this guy is above and beyond anything i've ever seen i mean it can be an nhl player obviously that's usually where they end up but you know working with the americans and then you know a short time with tornadoes and, and and the stars was there just a guy where you were just like this is the best hockey player i've ever seen on the ice yeah it's uh you know chad costello uh because you know, I was lucky enough to to be here when uh, you know he was still he was still young. You know, and not that he still looks like he's 15 now, even <laughs> though he's in his mid 30s. But um, I knew right away. I thought, man, this this guy's got something special. Uh, he makes everybody around him better. You can't help but love the guy because he's always so positive. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great family guy, a wonderful dad, great husband, has amazing kids. Um, you know, he would come by my office and he'd bring his, his boys into the office. And uh, it's funny, as Cam, his uh, his littlest boy, would always say, can I take this home with me? And he'd usually pick something out that was either on my desk or whatever. I'm like, Cam, yeah. you can have whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> uh, and, then, and, and then obviously, you know, Kane is his oldest son, who is going to be the best hockey player in the Costello family someday. I mean, when he was, a, you know, just a little boy, I'd watch him out on the ice and, and the way he could stick handle and maneuver around and, uh, you know, walk around people older than him. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. And I thought, wow, this, this kid, you know, the genes are, are definitely there and good for him too. So um, Costello is definitely the guy simply for everything he represents. There was nothing better than being a part of a championship with them. And that's the one thing about being the broadcaster, you know, uh, those guys make you feel like you're, you're one of the guys, like you're out there on the ice with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, even, even this season when we've struggled, I'll, I'll hear from Chad, he'll text me and say, Hey, what did you see from above? You know, what, what, uh, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to work on? It was always very cool to, uh, to have him and, and ask Chuck and, you know, a couple of guys that I'm very, very close to, you know, Spencer, obviously has been here the longest and mm-hmm. you know, he and I uh, pretty much chat every day, uh, mostly via text or whatever, but, uh, just talking about uh, where we are as a team, you know, what, what this team can do, you know, dealing with all the issues that we deal with with COVID this year and, 
Um, you know, not being for me, uh, not being able to travel this year has been a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watch, trying to watch the games from home, call the games from a TV monitor, uh, it's been it's definitely been a little bit more challenging. But you know, you still you still are doing the job that you love to do. You know, whether I was, you know, I don't care if I was sitting in the middle of a parking lot, you know, calling the game on a laptop, mm-hmm. I do it uh, simply because that's what. That's what I was born to do, um, and I believe that now. I mean, I, I had my fun of being a DJ at, at, you know, you name it, every station here in Dallas pretty much. But, you know, when the opportunity came to uh, to call hockey games, uh, and if you want to know that story, I'll tell you how that basically got started here, at least in, in DFW. Um, Craig Ludwig, a uh, good, good friend, and a guy who plays for the Stars, Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time, won a cup in 99, obviously, with them, and, and just a, a really, really good guy. He actually reached out to me first uh, and said, hey, the Texas Tornado are looking for, you know, a play-by-play guy. Um, he said, you know, I've talked to Dwight Mullins, and Dwight was the coach at the time over there and said, you know, I think you should talk to him. And so I did, and I didn't want to give up the radio full-time, so I was just doing the Tornado home games only. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a good team. Uh, not as quite as good as the the years when the Ludwigs and, mm-hmm. and Ben Bishop and all those guys were there, but uh, you know it's a pretty good team. So I did that for a couple of seasons. Then they went away um, because of uh, arena renovations, and so they they went dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, there was it was unique because there were three opportunities that actually came up at the same time. Uh, Rob Shickley, the former PR director for the Stars, had reached out and said, "Hey, look, we're looking for a guy to do our pre and post game show on a WBAP." Um, and he said, you know, I recommended you, you know, you're here all the time, you know, the team or whatever. So that was an opportunity. It wasn't a full-time job, but it was pretty much full-time money. The only thing that was different is it was not full-time benefit. Uh, the other job was the, the tornado were coming back after, uh, a couple of years absent. And, uh, you know, the coach over there reached out to me and, and said, Hey, you know, I'd love for you to, you know, come back and do that. And then. Ludwig called me again and said, hey, there's a team that's a uh, minor pro team going to Allen. And, you know, I've already told them they should talk to you. And so uh, Dwight Mullins, who was the coach for the Tornado, I knew Dwight. He was going to be the coach and said, uh, hey, we'd love to have you. So, you know, I went uh, went up to Allen and I met with uh, with Steve Duchesne, who was the president at the time, and and the owner, Doug Miller, and some of the other uh, people involved in um you know, they, they laid it out for me and said, hey, look, you know, we, we'd love to have you do the, the games. And, you know, of course, I said, I need to think about this because I'm still working in radio at the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I've ever done pretty much my entire life, minus flipping a couple burgers at Sonic when I was 16. <laughs> um, so I thought, you know what, I got to seriously think about this. And, you know, I, um, after talking to several people and, you know, going back and talking to the stars and, you know, talking with the tornadoes, uh, it, it felt like Allen was the right place to go. Um, and, you know, Steve Duchesne's a very convincing guy. Uh, and he said, look, we'll, your terms, if you want to stay in radio and you want to just do the home games, that's fine with us, whatever. And I really thought about doing that. And then he, he called me again to come on up for a second meeting, which I did. Drove up to Allen and sat down with, with him and the owner and, and, and our president at the time. And, um, you know, they, they laid it down and said, hey, look, we want we want a broadcaster who's going to be full time and travel with the team. You know, we uh, we really want you. And so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of leave it up to you. But we really want you to be a full time broadcaster. 
Well, I think that's, it's it's really cool too because it you know your your position with the team has obviously evolved a little bit past yeah. just the broadcasting because sure. now you're vice president of, of broadcasts and everything of that sorts. And like yeah. you were just saying, the players are reaching out to you. You know, having been with the organization and in the sport for so long you're almost a little bit of like a, a coach of sorts without the title, but just knowing that, you know, the game so well, they can yeah. say, Hey, listen, Tommy, what's going on? Like you were just saying a little bit of a rough start to this season, but you know, there's a ton of experience and the fact that they, they realize that there is something that needs to be changed and they reach out to you to that. I, I'm curious because this is also a very historic year for the Allen Americans in that they're not only, you know, going into uh, your 13th season, but, this is the first season with the Seattle Kraken and mm -hmm. first ever ECHL affiliate to a brand new team. How do you feel that partnership has gone and how exciting is it to be a part of NHL history uh, in any capacity? It's my favorite affiliation of all time. And it's, I hope, you know, I love being involved with the, with the San Jose Sharks. They were great people, uh, mm -hmm. every one of them. But, you know, there is something, Jeffrey, something special about being that first affiliate, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about the Kraken this year, brand new team, you know, attendance is through the roof there. They're doing very well uh, in that area. Team is struggling a bit on the ice, but, you know, that's to be expected. Mm -hmm. The the Vegas Golden Knights scenario doesn't happen every year, right? I mean, it's right. like that was just kind of a, a shock to see what happened. But, you know, I think, you know, they've been great. You know, we haven't received a ton of players from them yet, but remember they don't have their AHL affiliate in Palm Springs until next year. So th things are a little bit different. They share. Mm -hmm. the affiliate with, with the Panthers and in, in, in Charlotte. And, you know, we've received a couple players from there, most notably Antoine Babeau, who mm -hmm. has really been good uh, since coming to Allen. Uh, guys love him. He's, uh, you know, he's a hard worker. He's one of those guys that, that takes his job seriously. Uh, but he's also, you know, not like, hey, man, I'm an AHL guy. You guys are ECHL guys. You know, you, you don't <laughs> yeah. talk to me on game day or whatever. He's, he's, been, a, he's been a really – good team player and um i'm just excited i think it's great you know i found myself you know sitting up late at night watching cracking games just simply because you know i want to support a good buddy of mine ever fits you is the play-by-play -play guy uh so happy for him you know he earned that job and you know i had an interview with him on my podcast the other day on uh, just talking about what it was like finding out that you're you're take, taking the jump from the echl to the to the National Hockey League timing was right for him and you know it, it's anytime you're part of something new Jeffrey and that's one of the things that I was most excited about uh, coming to Allen everything's a first right I mean your first game your first home game your first away game your first win your first loss you name it um, a first radio show that I ever did you know I mean it, everything is a first and it's really neat and you know what here I am 13 late 13 years later and you know, I'm sitting here doing an interview with you and you're talking to me about that and, and bringing up some great memories that I don't get a chance to talk about every day. Um, but I, I love it because, you know what, being a part of this team, uh, being a part of the history of this team, uh, it is something very, very special. Yeah, and, and I, you know, we've expressed our gratitude to, to you guys bringing uh, us as water hockey in. It's just one of those things where the stars have all aligned and you know, it's it's funny that you say you you start to feel like a part of the team and not to dive too deep into it because we've talked about it before. But, you know, with last year being kind of our first go at doing this, uh, especially working with the Americans, you know, guys like Les and Josh Lamb and, you know, obviously Jesse Mitchell, who just recently came to town with the Kansas City Mavericks now. Uh, it, it truly is. A, it's a different league. You know, once you get to the AHL, I feel like 
you know, and not to knock any of the players, but you were like, it, it, it's a little bit of a step up to where this is more yeah. a little bit of a different feeling. And this is still very much organic. There's a family uh, aspect to it. So uh, I, I will ask this, any, do you have any advice for someone whoever may be listening to this that, you know, has that inkling or has that radio show where they say, you know what, this is something that I want to do. What's, what would you tell them or what would you tell you at, you know, in elementary school, what would your advice be to you or anyone listening? Get to know as many people as you can. Um, every person you meet in this business is, can help you in some way. Um, I mentioned my program director, uh, former program director at the end, Joel Folger. Uh, I met him, you know, just kind of a weird coincidence. Uh, both of us used to be mobile DJs and I met him at a DJing a prom, an all night prom, and he and I shared it and he remembered me. And so when I started working at KISS FM, he reached out to me one day and said, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but, uh, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I want to hire you to be a part of my morning show. And I thought it was a joke. I said, all right, come on, who is this, right? <laughs> you never expect you're going to get that call, but you never know. You never know who you meet and how they're going to affect your life down the road. So, you know, you mentioned Ben and Skin earlier. When I was working for Fox Sports Radio, Ben and Skin used to do a weekly basketball show on the station I worked at. All of a sudden, next thing you know, I mean, they're moving on and they get their own show. Uh, they were, you know, both those guys have been, you know, doing some TV work, obviously, you know, Jeff has been a part of, uh, you know, the Mavericks, uh, you know, for a while now. Mm -hmm. So you never know where this is going to lead to. I mean, especially for a guy like you and, you know, still young at 34 and an opportunity to, uh, to make it bigger and better. So, and that's what my best advice to, to in a roundabout way to tell you uh, and anybody listening, make sure you record every single broadcast you do and you know what um i have every single game i've ever broadcast for the Allen americans i i i'll keep those forever uh you know because some days you know you're just sitting around the house and you're bored and you think about that game uh in rapid city the double overtime game they lost to the rush in 9 10 and i go back and i'll listen to that game and uh, i'm hoping for a different ending but uh it's it's really it's it's kind of fun to do that and that's my advice just make sure it's like your shows right here, this is your resume. Mm -hmm. This is what people are going to be judging you on. They're going to be, you know, listen to your show, listen to your delivery, you know, how you handle the questions, uh, you know, everything that you do with, with a broadcast, podcast, what have you, uh, people listen. And, you know, you got, you're doing a good thing. Number one, you're promoting hockey. There's not a ton of people in Dallas, Fort Worth who promote hockey uh, and do what you do. So, you know, kudos to you for that. I still want to get you in some uh, some night to do color with me on a game. Uh, if you want to come in some night and, and hang out and, and take a shot at that, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'm doing road games pretty much uh, from a, uh, a hidden location somewhere. The other night I had... <laughs> Tommy Daniels Batcave. <laughs> absolutely. Or, or like, uh, you know, Lee Hastings. The other night, the voice inside the arena had Lee do color with me. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. I always like to get different people's perspectives on what they're, what they're seeing in the game. So we got to get you in. Absolutely. It would be an absolute pleasure. Absolute <laughs> honor to do something like that. Uh, I do have a couple more personal questions because we always ask a couple of personal questions when it comes to these and it's always hockey related, but first Absolutely. and foremost, we're, we're Jersey nuts on this show. We love, yeah. we love a good, we love a good custom. Uh, we love a good, you know, theme night. And being with, with the Allen Americans for 13 years, you obviously see have seen them all. 
you've seen from Sesame Street to Teenage yep. Mutant Ninja Turtles, everything in between. What has your, in your recent memory, what has your favorite jersey been that they've skated out in? Well, are you talking specialty jersey only or any jersey? Honestly, any jersey. I'm a okay. sucker for any of them, honestly. Well, my favorite by far is the blue uh, that we wore the first couple of years uh, as a team. Uh, year mm-hmm. one, we did not have a white jersey. The original plan was we had a gray, uh, and the gray was supposed to be representative of the home, unquote, a home on a white jersey. And the, the guys didn't like the way the gray jerseys fit, so we wore them like one or two times. We never wore them again. And so that entire year, we wore either red or blue. And it was very frustrating for teams coming on the road. Let's say they were going to, uh, you know, Laredo and, you know, they had to stop at Allen on the way back. If they were wearing their um, dark sweaters in Laredo, because Laredo was wearing white, they'd have to bring two sets of jerseys on the road because we only had one set. <laughs> uh, we, we, had, we got rid of the, uh, the, the grays. You know, I think we auctioned them off, you know, after maybe, you know, a month or so. I still have one of those jerseys, by the way, hanging in my closet. But the blues were definitely my favorite. They, I don't know if you've seen them, Jeffrey, but they they look just like the reds we wear now. They're they're identical to that. Just just put the you know just make it a, a dark navy blue, and in that same patch on the front. But right, uh, those those will always be my favorites. Uh, you know, people always commented on those and said, "Oh man, I love those blues." You know, because hey, those are the jerseys that Jordy Ben skated around in when he was mm-hmm. a member of the Allen Americans, our first captain, Jarrett Lukin. Um, those were just to me, those, those, and we've got a lot of good ones. I like the grays we wore a few years ago, the darker grays with the, with the alternate logo on the front, but, um, those blues will always be my favorite. Yeah. I'm, I'm vaguely remembering them now. And then when you said Jordy Ben, it kind of, it, it shook my memory a little bit, but yeah, those, those grays you just mentioned with the Eagle, the alternate logo, those are some of that logo was one of my favorite in all of sports. And that's not, not be being a Homer by any means. It's just a yeah. great overall look. Uh, so one last question before we wrap things up, obviously we're both big hockey fans. What is Tommy Daniels favorite player and why? I mean, this, this can go back as far as you want, but who is it? Favorite player of all time. Wow. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to say it was, uh, it it was Stu Barnes. Um, and you know, he was that place for Buffalo and was part of that, uh, 99 cup team, um, or 99 cup finals with, with the Sabres. And then of course came on to play, you know, in Dallas, you know, for a few seasons with the stars. And I still talk to Stu. He's a great guy. Got to know him, you know, when he came here and uh, just the connection to Buffalo. And then he, uh, his son, obviously really good young hockey player. Mm-hmm. And Stu used to come up to the, uh, to the event center and his, his son would skate up there. And um, he's just, I think more than anything, I love the way he played the game. You know, he always, you know, if you, if you needed an interview after the game, guy would always talk to you. Uh, just, just a class guy. Um, and, and he kind of represents what I, I think of as the model hockey player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, uh, he's not the most, uh, not the, the best player that's ever played the game by far, but he is just a really, really good guy, was a, was a useful and uh, a, a big part of every team he ever played for. He was always kind of one of those glue guys. And, you know, Stu would probably be my favorite. Um, you know, it's hard to say I'm my favorite American player of all time because they're all great. 
you know, you know that first-year team that we had uh, in Allen, 0910, the one that lost to Rapid City in the finals. Mm-hmm. That was probably my most memorable year, only because, you know, I, I thought that first season those guys would be there forever. And you find out that in minor league hockey, guys move around. And just like this year, where pretty much everybody left, mm-hmm. um, it was it was definitely it was a bit devastating to see all those players that, you know, that you uh, you become really close with and uh, you travel up and down the highway with for 20 hours uh, here and back and uh, that was tough to see uh, see them go away but that first team will definitely be the most memorable team of all time I mean it's you and I could sit here all day and I could ask you hundreds and hundreds of questions so we'll definitely have to get you back on uh, whenever the time allows but uh, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, are, do you have any messages for the Americans fans? Because you are beloved in the the uh, in the team, and and I know there are going to be a lot of Americans fans listening. Don't worry, we're we're going to be fine. <laughs> um, you know, it's early in the year, and uh, you know, I got a lot of faith in the coach and GM, who happen to be the same guy who will <laughs> bring in key players. Maybe even some new players coming in this week. You never know. So. Um, hey, let me say, first of all, thanks to you for having me. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and enjoy some hockey over this week. I know you will. I absolutely will. I've got to skate tonight, tomorrow night and plenty of stars hockey and uh, we'll be watching the Americans as well. But Tommy Daniels, thank you again. And we'll definitely be talking again soon. Thanks, Jeffrey. Appreciate it, buddy.